When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Ryan Kelly Morning After on KPNTFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis, you're listening to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Welcome, friends, to the Michelob Ultra Studios. 95 calories. 2.6 grams of carbohydrates. Enjoy. Beautiful weather out there. And uh, maybe you should settle in. That's up to you. I don't want to tell you what to do. But I do want to talk about uh, holes today. And want what? everybody to text in uh, about theirs. 314-881-TMA5. That's the ADF group text inbox. And uh, just a fun little discussion. Also, the Cardinals are only eight and a half back of the wild card. And, uh, Doug, you were saying it before the show. The Cardinals are coming. Tra-la, tra-la. I think so. They've won three in a row now. Only the Dodgers with nine straight have won more than this Cardinal ball club. Nice. Dak Hudson is now a perfect 4-0 of the year. I don't see what would hold this team back. Nice. Livator goes tonight. Tra-la-la-la-la-la. Wonderful start in Kansas City. I see this team going all the way. I don't know about you. I don't know if they're they going to win the World Series, but well, I do expect them to win the pennant. They you can be are, negative if you want to. Uh, eight and a half back of the wild card, and the Cardinals are indeed coming. Tra-la, tra-la. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, what back happen- to our holes. What happens if they win about nine or ten in a row? It uh, won't happen. They would be two games under 500. Only Marmol is the manager. Oh, here come the takes. <laughs> I need Libertor to get shelled, though, for fantasy's sake tonight, so... Oh, hey, so it's all about over. you and not the not the city's ball club. Go A's. Go You're A's. rooting for the A's tonight? I don't even know you anymore. I picked up Dak Hudson on a whim. <clears throat> Had me a nice little start. It was a pretty good pickup, wasn't it? Yeah, Dak and Matt. I mean, you don't even need to pick up a pitcher next year. It helps that they're playing basically a triple-A team. What are you trying to say about the A's? They're not very good. Yikes. 314-881-TMA5. Talk about your hole and the A's. Also, you can call in to do the same thing. 636-9004-TMA. Mungan has a sponsor at the 7 o'clock hour. Online at stlouisaccurate.com and altontoyota.com. That's Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Mungan and all the friends of the Feather and the Service Department. There's a secret number, too. So then it's like, I mean, I like the website, bruh. But I'd just rather text Jamie Burkhardt. Straight to the muckety-muck. That's right. Here's the number. 314-252-0029. Yeah, now you're texting, you're calling, and you're working directly with them. And they're the best in the business. It's St. Louis Acre.com, Alton Toyota.com. We have the Munganass Daily Fantasy Sports Show on today, right, Nicky? We do. I got a team I'm going back and forth with this. With only 50 guys, Doug, it's... You know, there's guys I like and the guys I think could win and guys I want to try and get in the 6,000s, and I was having all kinds of trouble with this lineup. Well, it shouldn't be very hard. You get to research it. Well, all. considering I think I'm about 12 up on you for the oh, year. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, Jackson, do you have the standings? I don't have the exact standings. I got to be just totally who, who honest. Who keeps those? KG and O-Town? Um, King Scott? Hmm. <laughs> I know that I Iggy is winning by a considerable margin. I mean, I think I won like eight weeks in a row. Yeah, he's been he's yeah, been working them. I think this experiment has uh, has proven that choosing still beats randomizing. Well, this year it didn't. Yeah, last couple of years. Do you agree it's a game of skill? No, no, I don't. Think well, it's so. only our second year doing it, so this is like the third or fourth this year. Doing third it. or fourth, yeah. is it? Yeah. I, it was going on before I started the show, and I'm coming up on three years in December. Well, yeah. what are we doing for your third anniversary? Um. Just playing three straight hours of my best moments on Balloon Party. Oh, boy. He had a big one yesterday, Doug. What did he say now? How did how did this even happen? What's a, you have the audio in there, Plowhawk? I was wondering uh, if Jackson was going to include this in fun with audio. 
What did they do? How did how did this come up? Uh, so I asked the question about like who is like the next young superstar cross sports. Like who's going to be like? You were celebrating the twenty fourth anniversary of Tiger Woods' second major championship, Doug, and you remember that, of course, being against El Nino, who you called the boy. I didn't know. And that was in nineteen ninety nine, and he hit a shot behind a tree, and then he ran and he skipped. You called him the boy. He I did. didn't. Huh. I didn't. In a sports cast on Sports Sunday. Nickname. It was. I didn't do this. means the boys. That's back say. when they were wearing those shirts where the sleeves were hanging down their elbows. Yeah, baggy. God, they were ugly. Like merry-go-round an oak tree. It was like Vianney's prom. So, Jackson, you asked me that question. Somehow, somehow, we got, oh, Wayne Gretzky. I said, there's probably not going to be another Wayne Gretzky. I don't know. I mean, I guess it could happen. Who knows? Yeah. But... That seems to be in another realm because you can have the Michael Jordan-LeBron debate. I don't know, you know, baseball-wise, if, if there's anybody in that world at the moment. And uh, in NFL, I said Mahomes, but he's 27, so I don't know if that would necessarily be on that. So anyway. I saw, real quick, I saw a stat the other day, speaking of Gretzky. You could take away all of his goals. He could have zero goals. He would still be the point, all-time point leader. But that, Doug, he was an assist master. Little yeah. nugget on that, Ovechkin may pass him in two years. For goals. Yeah. So I said, uh, I don't know how he got to this. I said, where did Wayne, Gre- oh, he did a little Wayne Gretzky backstory to show the 101 listeners that he knows Puck. Okay. He did know who Wayne Gretzky is. That's right? correct. Okay. <laughs> and said he started with the Oilers, probably played with Petrangelo, uh, then went to the Kings, had a cup of coffee with the Blues, and then I said, where did he finish? And uh, as memory serves, Jackson arrived on the Calgary Flames. Oh, gosh. Come on, Jackson. Not a terrible guess. Are we going to play it? Calgary Flames. And then somehow, uh, and then I think Jackson maybe said something like, oh, were they not around then? And I said, of course they were around. I believe. I believe. I'm doing this from memory. They were. Well, I know that they were, but I said, as a matter of fact, that's who the Blues played in the Monday Night Miracle. And at that moment, Jackson, which I believe caused a lot of vehicles to drive off into ditches, said, what's the Monday Night Miracle? Uh, this is on an all-sports station. <laughs> on the blue station. Oh. With an audience that isn't real high on the members of this one-hour oh. magical midday show. They don't necessarily oh. relate to a Ledoux guy or a St. Louis U High guy. No. Uh, so... Uh, let's take a listen here, Doug, because it's unfortunate. Uh, Wayne Gretzky played most of his career in Edmonton and then made the move to L.A. and then had a cup of coffee with your St. Louis Blues. And where did he finish? (laughs) I was was hoping. Uh, Listen, it was a change-up. I knew it was vulnerable, but I had a feeling I might be able to get the batter. Where did Gretzky finish his career? He you can text in 314-399-646. Can you give me a region of the country? I can already see no, the text coming Julie. in. They're not happy, Doug. There's yeah. only so many franchises. This may be a little too aggressive with expansion in the 90s. So if you won't give me a region, I'm going to guess Canada. And he finished it out with the Calgary Flames. Oh, oh my God. Oh. What, were they not a team at the time? Oh. That could be really bad. No, that was the team the Blues vanquished in the Monday Night Miracle. I don't... Oh, God. I don't know what that is. Ah! I, don't know. Ah! I don't know what that is. Can we take phone calls? Can we break policy and just take phone calls? Like they were angry Leave at that moment. I bet I they know. were. Oh, my God. Godspeed to you, sir. You're on your own. I don't know what that is. The Monday Night Miracle. Oh. I don't know what it is either, but I also didn't live oh, here. You don't know what it is? No clue. But I wasn't here. Right? Like, you can it's defend me. It's a giant piece of our club's history. Canton did not have Gretzky on TV? the Blues playing. Well, no, we had TV, barely, but like, <laughs> we, didn't, I mean, we played Blackhawk games or Blackhawk oh. games. Oh, hockey went wingy. Jackson, yeah. I still have my 14 button. I will bring that in for you. You can wear that around. That has to do with the Monday Night Miracle. Is that Wickenheimer's number? Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear not that Wickenheimer. <laughs> no, Wickenheiser. Oh. Wickenheimer. I, close enough. You always say just get there, just get halfway there. Yeah, but that's if you're old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, there were people like the Nonling. You remember the Nonling, Doug? Your race producer, Joe, he'd do push-ups. He's a loyal Balloon Party listener, and he was texting me, and he said, I absolutely love this kid. He's, (laughs) you know, but he also knows it's not an act. Right. And there were some people, I, I would say the minority, who were enjoying it, 
but the the vitriol. All right. I could see smoke literally coming out of the phone bank. <laughs> the phone's on fire. Well, Jackson has admitted that he doesn't really follow hockey. No. And that happened before he was born. Well, sure. So. Well, Babe Ruth happened before we were born, too. Well, you comparing Babe Ruth to... Kind of, yeah. Monday Night Miracle? Kind of. I just did. Well, yeah, I mean, it's on me. I got to wear it. We can get through it. We can work through it. I got to wear that. I got. Yeah. I, I should know these things. Did you read up about it at all? No. You weren't even interested in learning about it. Uh, Tim gave me the uh, the background, and we played Dan Kelly's call of the Monday Night Miracle, and so okay. I feel like I'm briefed. All right. Doug, it was a Jim Dandy. Down three goals heading to the third period, then down another three goals heading uh, in the final ten minutes of the stanza. Mm-hmm. And back they came. They ended up losing that series, though, didn't they? They did. They went back yeah, to Calgary yeah. and lost in Game 7. And it was one of the only times, once the Gretzky run began with the Oilers, that the Oilers weren't in the, Doug, as you know, Campbell Conference. Mm-hmm. And then Jackson was not happy that the conference was known as the Campbell Conference. I know, I think and that further upset uh, the Blues fans who were listening to the program. In the Norris Division. That's correct. Can you name the divisions pre... Probably not, no. There was the Prince of Wales? Wales, Adams. Is that the conference? Adams? Adams Division. Conn Smythe? That's the, no, trophy. that's the trophy. Ryan O'Reilly yeah, I, know, but I thought they named that. Uh, I thought there was a division named Conn Smythe. And they started calling it the Chuck Norris Division because of all the fighting. Nice. Glenn Campbell. Yeah. I don't know what the fourth division was. Be kind to Jackson, Tim. His Monday Night Miracle was the first Monday he took my wife from behind while I... Uh. Tossed his salad? Oh. Some Sean Mahoney's dead eye? Is that true? He's, we've had trouble with this fella. Miracles can happen any night. That's what I say. I think Sean Mahoney's dead eye and recovering alcoholic got to get together for a force, and that'd be a treat. Right. That would be good. They're kindred spirits, that's I, for sure. I thought Sean Mahoney was getting cucked. Right. That was Butch Patrick's werewolf, though. And that was Derek? Are. Yeah. Uh, that's well, Derek pleasure. was in the toughest spot because the, the Orange Theory trainer moved into his home and relegated him to the basement, and then his two children started calling the Orange trainer, Orange Theory trainer dad. Yeah, that's got to be tough. That's, that, to me, is, is the ultimate cuck, isn't it? Iggy, wouldn't that be the ultimate yeah. cuck? But then he wasn't getting Gosh, berated, yeah. really. No, but he's getting cheated on and then had dad thrown in his face. Yeah. That hurts. That's terrible. When you father the children and you're told to sit in the basement... And listen to another man raise them. <laughs> While our new dad is upstairs banging. I mean, that mom. would strike me as a cock. Well, you can't even though you're not getting basement? berated. I mean, isn't that, oh, wouldn't yeah. that be a cock? He walks up the steps to try to get out, and the door's locked or something. He can't Don't get forget out of there. he's not paying any of the mortgage either. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy is no. rent-free yeah. The Orange Theory trainer's right. living there rent-free. Uh-huh. And Derek's down there. No, this is Butch Patrick's werewolf doll. He he's out. in the basement. He's paying. But he can't get upstairs. He's got to crawl through a window just to get outdoors. I'll be honest, though, a portion of that might not be bad. You're away from the kids. You're downstairs in your own lair. Yeah, there are times when you... Temperature control areas down there. That's a silent berating. (laughs) It's a silent berating. You're probably down there amongst your tools. You want to do some woodworking. (laughs) But then you hear the the bed shake. Right. (laughs) And you know what's going on. (laughs) Nice little Tuesday night love making. Hear the pitter-patter of your kids' feet running to the door to meet the men. Cuckle. No, Christmas morning, he dresses up as Santa. And you oh, wake, sure, you, you hear downstairs. all that to the vents. Santa! Uh-oh, Stephen Wildwood might be getting ready for a mic drop uh, today, it sounds like. Jackson, when you talk about the blues, I want a 48 hours notice. You're a disgrace to the sweater. <laughs> I don't <laughs> <Like> disagree. <laughs> the sweater. You like that you're a disgrace to the sweater. Like, I would never claim to be, like, <laughs> making the sweater proud, that's for sure. It's really not a sweater, it's a jersey. That team could be tough. Can they play that on Jamie Rivers' afternoon show? I was wondering if they were doing that. I know that Mike Ryder, who's the executive producer of 101 ESPN, immediately logged the time (laughs) of the discussion, and it was my sense that he was going to play that for for Jamie Rivers, who sometimes, after Jackson says something on the show, he's he's walking with a purpose down that long hallway toward our studio. He's got a very quick pace. He's looking down, and he is ready to come in. And sometimes he's not even here. He's at home. And And he he drives in. Yeah, and he barges through. So I talked with Jamie yesterday. You guys had a sit-down? Uh, yeah, we, we talked it over, and uh, so immediately when oh, I saw... Oh, and that's another thing. Jackson said, did Rivers play in the Monday Night Miracle? That's not true. That's not true. I said... You asked about... Oh, I know the conversation was brought up. I said, I think... I was like, I bet... I think Jamie was too young to be on that team. 
And well, I was but yes, right. but in order for you to say that, you had to kind of wander around the idea right. that he may have played at the age of eleven. Been eleven, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know how old Jamie is. That's like the the. I'm not, that's why I told him. You know, I just don't know how old you are. He's what still, did you guess? Did, did you put in a guess? Uh, no, no, that's never a good idea. He still rocks a speedo. Doug? <laughs> yeah, I saw his pictures, his vacation pictures. Right? No, it's not just vacation. Every time he goes to the beach, he's got that thing on. Well, that would be a vacation for him to go to the beach. <laughs> well, he could just be with friends just hanging out. Right around here? Could be. I don't know. Pontoon Beach? So I saw Jamie yesterday. <laughs> And I and I immediately got into like an old school boxing stance, you know, like one fist really up high, oh, like that. down low, I like that. Yeah, uh, like I had a handlebar mustache. And he goes, "You better put those fists down, boy, unless you're planning on using them." <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> and so I was like, words. "Oh boy, this is how we're starting." But he he actually was very understanding. He was like, "Well, he doesn't watch hockey, and it happened like 15 years before he was born. So why would he? Know, so why would he know about it?" What year were you born? 1998. Doug, uh, Mark McGuire. Beanie babies, beanie babies. Nice. Yeah. So, but either way, I should know that. I should know, like, I should know the keystone moments of each franchise. Don't say keystone moments. Jackson, I didn't. I don't know anything about the Monday Night Miracle. I don't think you it could have been a wing eating contest. Here, here is the context, if I may. On this program, if you said it, there isn't a soul who cares. No. On that cares. program, on that station. And I want to emphasize on that program, on that station. Where they're looking, Doug. They're looking. Mm-hmm. Jackson gave them the reddest of red meat at about 1045 oh. yesterday. And they were ready. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, if Jackson and I were having a conversation, just me and him, off the air, QFTA, or even on here, and he said, Monday Night Miracle, what's that? I go, yeah, it probably, you know, 12 years before you are born. I don't know. I mean, it's a big deal to Blues fans. I doubt, like, many Blackhawks fans know about it. You know what I mean? Probably not. It's not like it was in the Stanley Cup final and they won the chalice because of it. I'm sure there's some things for each organization that are incredibly significant. You talk about the 99 Cup final to a Buffalo Sabres fan, and they'd probably talk about that like we talk about Stan Kroenke around here. You know, holes skate in the crease. Uh, 1985 World Series. Although I do think that one kind of has passed just being localized but in St. Louis, especially on that station where so many people are all blues all the time, and they really don't like a gentleman who has made it clear and unapologetic that he prefers the National Basketball Association. Gosh. Not just the, not just anything. It's but like, I mean, the NBA. I mean, you're giving them, mm, mm. for whatever reason, a league that they really don't like. It's mm. like he's not even from around here. And then the same gentleman on their station yeah. where they feel like we're invaders says he doesn't know what the Monday Night Miracle is. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, it's tough. It was as banty as I've ever seen it. Really? Yeah. 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 It, it was tough. And it was coming off the heels of my uh, groundbreaking question, are you all in on the New York Jets? Um, <laughs> oh, it was very Mike Greenberg, and I felt like I was Stephen A. And yeah, well, he was Molly Corum. Wasn't my, my brightest day? Well, Angry Beaver sponsored it. Thank you it's to Bearcats. Yeah, it's very true. So, uh, yeah, what are you going to do? That's uh, just part of the game. It's not a keystone moment. They didn't even win the series. Oh. Hockey dudes are so obnoxious when someone doesn't care about their precious little sport. Doug gets from the Loomster, and he was nominated for okay. Listener of the Year. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh, I mean, you're the Loomster. <laughs> I mean, we all know about it because it's talked about so much. But they lost the last, the next game, and they didn't make it to the finals. But the next game wasn't the moment. This game was the moment. I know. But... What about Pools Lidge? Because there is a lot yeah. of similarity. Yeah, and I agree with that. I mean, Lidge got, you know, he's everybody said, Oh, he was never the same after that. He 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 couldn't get over the he couldn't get over the plate. He was devastated by that. Why? They won the next game. They didn't lose the series. Well, they won because it because of, of Roy Oswald. Yeah, but Lidge gave up the home run. Which Brad said, Lidge was not the same pitcher for a couple of years after that. He went on and I believe he closed out the World Series for the Phillies in Doug, was that 2008 against the Rays? I don't know the years. I don't believe that home run derailed his career because he was so downtrodden because of that, because they won the series, so it didn't matter. Yeah, he he was on with me and Jim Edmonds when we were doing that show on 920, and he said it messed him up for a little bit. But he did come back, because when we interviewed him, it was probably 2014, and he did come back, and I think he was the Phillies closer in 08. But my nurse has that information, and I'll look it up tonight in my encyclopedia and find out if that's accurate. But it was a great game. So was the Lidge game with Pools. And I think even if the Cardinals lose the World Series in Game 7, people still remember the freeze Game 6. They're not, 
probably not as great because they lost the series. Yeah. But I would I would say that's a Mount Rushmore moment in Blues history. Doug, your Mount Rushmore moments of Blues oh, history. Oh, for heaven's sake. Do what, you don't do a Mount Rushmore? Winning the Stanley Cup would be number one. Ah, uh, Boston. Red Barons and six goals. Probably, yeah, that's up there. The Monday Night Miracle is up there. Patty, Patty Maroon. It's got to be Patty Maroon, don't you think, yeah, to win that series? Yeah, that's probably up there, yeah. Yeah, I think of another one. You can take that Monday Night Miracle off there. See, I like. So you're going to put Red Barons and six goals ahead of the Monday Night Miracle? Yeah. Are you interested in doing a little hour of radio from ten to eleven? Something you always remember. (laughs) What about Brower? You remember that game, but then oh, what they do the next game? They lost. I mean, that was Brower Game game Seven, 2016. Hockey went wingy. Doug, uh, first round. Insane because that was what kind of started that momentum. You know. Yeah. Red Holes. It's the final. No S. Stanley Cup final. Paisley yeah. to Gatesworth, your resident requires pickup. Gatesworth. That's, him. that's from the Veiled Prophet. Oh, you just, just nitpick everything. We should have a Gatesworth as a sponsor so we can make a t shirt. <laughs> Gatesworth him. Got two guys <laughs> tapping on somebody's old guy's shoulder. Biggest Gatesworth moment. <laughs> but, like, generally, I think, like, the uh, it's not an excuse for me to be like, well, it was happened before I was born because I have access to the internet and I can research things. Something that. You know, people of generations before me couldn't do. I'll say like an encyclopedia. So I should, I should take hold of that and, and utilize it more. So I don't not, like this accountability you're taking. I, I'm just being honest, like because I know about down, a lot man. of things. Like I, I can tell you about the '70s, '80s, '90s NBA, and I was born at the tip. Like Jordan was heading to Washington when I was born. So well, you like the NBA? You really don't care about hockey. So it's. Yeah, it's no big deal. That at the core is the issue, right? And probably going to Ladue High School. That you have to understand again, different audience. There's a little overlap, certainly. They interact in the YouTube chat often. Uh, who is it? Tommy Trumpets Trombone or something? Uh, some guy looking for treasure or something. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Trumpets Treasures and Patrick Patrick. They go back and forth in the YouTube chat. Yeah, and I try to watch hockey, man. It's just I, I, I watch it and I say, this isn't it. This just isn't it. For, we were at that game. Well, all of us for TMA were at the Blues game. I was sitting next to Plowhawk. I turned to him. I said, this just isn't it for me. Really? Even in person, you don't like it? That's not it for me. Because <laughs> it's so much better in person. It is. It is considerably better. And playoff hockey is playoff a hockey different is, animal. For my stand, and I don't, you know, if somebody likes something that I like, I couldn't care any less. It doesn't matter to me. Certainly golf would fall into that category. So I rarely talk about it on, on 101 ESPN. I mean, at all, really. Um, but... Playoff hockey, from my standpoint, is the ultimate series of intensity. You can certainly have intense moments in baseball. and But, I mean, when you think about 2019, that started in mid-April, and it didn't end till mid-June, and essentially it's every other night, yeah. you know? And it is a roller coaster. The Blues played, what, 26 games? 26 games. What's more than a quarter of the season that they play it? And every one of those, you feel like you're on the edge of your seat, especially when you think about, you know, the the Stars series. They were down 3-2, to two, and then you have that home game and Maroon's goal and, of course, the Stanley Cup final. And you had the hand pass and the goofball crap with the Sharks. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how something gets gets better than that. My, my the last thing that I would love to see, I suppose, outside of, like, the United States winning the World Cup in sports uh, would be Missouri somehow winning a national championship in college football. I recognize, you know, it's a lot different than a pro sports franchise, one of 30 or 32, getting a chance to win a championship, and it may not happen. But with that said, even then, as great as that would be, it still isn't like what you have with when you have a, a team going through NHL, Major League Baseball, or NBA playoffs because that's – you know, it's every other night, and it's so many games to get there. It's essentially, I realize college football have a playoff system by the time Missouri would likely have a shot, unless this is the year. But uh, it's it's just a different set of circumstances when you have every other night and the intensity of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't know. For my money, it's the best. Even though the regular season, I kind of go, eh, whatever. Let me ask you. if It's kind of random as to who gets in there. Although this year, the NBA final, the finals was was so random with the heat being in there as a as an eight seed. Let's say you went to Brown University. Doug Brown. Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah. Brown. Yale, somewhere like Brown. that. Um but you're still a Missouri boy. Would Missouri winning a national title mean as much to you if you didn't go to Mizzou? 
So if I went to Brown, no, just say or you could just be any school. Yeah, just say okay. you, didn't. Why you didn't. The, pick the, the Brown, Brown, the Brown thing is the thing there. that caught me off guard. Well, it's way out there. Just say if you didn't go to Mizzou, you went anywhere else but Mizzou, would you still be as emphatic of them winning a national championship if no. you didn't go to Mizzou? No. Okay. So it's not just a state thing. We're no. rooting for your home team. No. Okay. Missouri football will have uh, what do they what did Bucks will say the show advanced? Missouri that football moment. will have advanced when a large portion of the population who has no ties to the school lives and dies with Saturdays in the fall like they do in the vast majority of the SEC states. I don't know if that can happen. I think it can. I really do believe that can happen. But that's that's the culture of Arkansas, certainly of A&M, now Texas, LSU. I mean, I can go through them all. Mississippi, Mississippi State, Auburn, Alabama, Gainesville. And in Florida, you have, I mean, I guess it's mainly Hurricanes, Seminoles, and, and Gators. I don't know if UCF will make a dent in that now that they're in the Big 12 and certainly Georgia and South Carolina. It's just not that way in Missouri. Right now, you're right, Iggy, that it's more if you went there. So when you talk Missouri in in St. Louis sports talk radio, it's like, well, I didn't go there. I didn't care. I don't care. The St. Louis is more of a professional team. Yeah. Same, but it's, it's more of like kind of a Northeast thing. I don't think there's a lot of like... Rutgers talk or St. John's talk on, you know, Francesca's show. Should be. I agree with you. I doubt there's a lot of BC talk on Boston Sports Talk yeah. Radio. It's going to be Patriots, Bruins, Sox, and Celtics. I'm, I'm still trying to get past Jackson and the Monday Night Miracle. Leave him alone. I guess the only thing I could compare it to is if someone like Iggy or me, born in the 50s, if we didn't know everything about Enos Slaughter's mad dash around the bases nice. to win the 1946 World Series. If Pesky's Portland. If it happens before your time and you didn't enjoy it, you don't know anything about it, it, it seems like it was just something that just happened to a bunch of old guys. But you didn't have the internet. Like, I have the internet. It's so easy. Like, I could Wikipedia for four minutes and have a really good understanding of what happened in the context But if, it. if you didn't know what happened, how would you know to look it up? I've heard the Monday Night Miracle. I talked about this on Bloom Party yesterday. It's like if something like that came up on TMA, I would just turn my mic off and hide. But it's just Tim and I in there. <laughs> I love so, hiding. <laughs> so it's like I, I'm kind of exposed if something like that comes up, and and uh, I don't have a response. And to again, it. it's a it's a different kind of situation. Whereas this audience, for the most part, is just looking to just like it's like a roast. It's a three hour roast. It's the best way I can describe it. While while five people talk essentially about nothing, that audience there they want us, Doug, and I mean they want us. They want us taken out. And they so. think they know more than you, for starters. And I think they prefer, they like, hey, you know, let's break down this Cardinals and A's game. Hey, let's look ahead to Blues camp, you know, and they like Jackson's, you know, the Jets, you, you buy in on the Jets type of thing. And then I come in there and go, I'm not talking about the Cardinals. Nobody gives a damn. They're no good. I'll talk about the offseason. Jackson, what do you have? Oh, <laughs> and it's a wide berth Wednesday. Right. And that's not what they're used to. No. But that doesn't mean they're wrong. Just like this doesn't mean in here that we're right. It's just what you're used to. Here's, here's something I, a wise man told me. He has oh. a landing strip, too. Some people like some things, and then some people like... Other things. That's right. Runs a hell of a league. we got to try to figure out who told you that. I was looking at No, you confused me when you said strip. wise man. <clears throat> oh, no, you took a shot at him. What the hell was that question about Brown University? <laughs> hey, Tim, if Florida Atlantic wins the national championship, will you love that? It's my turn to talk. That's from Jonathan Mardukas. Well, no, because he lives in Missouri. That's why I asked the question if you didn't go to school there. The, the whole Brown point, University. To yeah, school. the whole point was this, if you didn't go to school. <laughs> but I picked, a, I picked another pick. school. I don't know why. Brown University Brown. never comes up. I, 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 I was thinking Ivy there, League. Right? My dad used to tell me if you bet the Ivy League, you'll break out in zits. I don't know why he said that, but if you bet the 2023 Ivy hits the Mac. Yeah. Didn't Chris Berman go to Brown University? <laughs> I don't know. I was just picking an Ivy League school. <laughs> I thought yeah, of my dad oh, saying that. Bradley, look, I agree. This live does suck. This was not the plan, man. I'm with you. We're... Colonel was texting me about that yesterday afternoon. I forgot what the hell he was saying, but he's like, it was a, it's a miracle I didn't curse throughout that whole thing. I go, what does it matter if you curse? It's a podcast. Yeah. Um, 
uh, I, I said I didn't really have any idea what the, what the F was going on, but it was amusing. I said I, our listeners popped in to ask you to take your top off multiple times while you were growing in frustration. That's so nice when you try to do a little. I, I shaved right before I got here. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit disturbed at the number of people asking me to take my shirt off. Uh, this is what his podcast came from. Being honest, uh, but hey. It's like a Larry Nickel WWE. Oh, yeah, when you think mid. You know, preview. Kevin Miller, I'm not taking my shirt off. <laughs> I remember Larry would Snapchat. We had 50 Snapchats a day. Oh, really? Oh, God, yeah. Oh. Uh, Caller Ellen would like a, uh, to issue a request, Doug. If we could, let's quote accurately. Some people like some things. Some people don't like other things. Okay. Yeah, come on, Tim. It's a it's something that ought to be carved into a statue. I'd like a something. T-shirt of that. Can we make yeah. that? Peter Rapp, now the Sound Story GM, he uh, he's created uh, some some wonderful T-shirts. Maybe he can make that into. Because I, I I mean I don't even know what the context was. Maybe Buck Swope can text to let me know. Uh, I'm sure he will. <laughs> but when Joe said it, I'm like, it's essentially saying to each their own. Yeah. But it but is much it, more wise. Yeah, and and and, it's, and I've actually used that so many times since he said it, and it really is kind of like it's it's invincible. Some people like things, and some people don't like other things. <laughs> yeah, it's similar to Frank like Thomas things. saying, you know, they didn't play bad, but they got nothing to hang their head about except they played terribly and they yeah. lost the World Series. Yeah, that was a great moment for Frank Thomas. And you could tell on his face, he goes, man, I'm in it now. Well, you're right, Doug. Joe is listening to the show this morning, and he says the man who is in his mid-60s lives in relative poverty and his entire financial future is tied to you is questioning my wisdom. That's from producer Joe, and he has decided to go with a direct hit early on. Well, I would think that's pretty smart what I'm doing. Uh, Joe, your response. I could. I've never been inclined to taste breast milk. <laughs> was Prod Joe calling in that that wisdom? It does sound like he, he was, was on the phone. Normally, it it sound, the, that sounds like he's on the phone. That's, that's, that's a hot mic. Usually, be, to get that kind you know, that level, to get that any of our level, that level of wisdom, you would normally have to climb a mountain in the Himalayas mm-hmm. somewhere and right. speak to a Sherpa. He did levitate. Like he did levitate. Just, yeah. yeah, it shows that he's got some kind of ability. And I believe he worked for Tim too. So. <clears throat> One could easily argue there are adults who like breasts more than babies. <laughs> I don't know that I could make that argument. I don't know, man. It's tough. Baby do Like, it. yes, need, no. Yeah. That's where I am on Stephen A. Smith. Uh, it's the cornerstone of the show. Carl Ellen says the uh, Joe quote, some people like some things, some people don't like other things. He didn't even say some people like some things. It's some people like things. Is that what Can it was? we hear it again, Plowhawk? Uh, uh, yeah, disposal? there is a delay in terms of some the, people like the, things? Cl- the click to play. So it's Clousy dynamite drops sure. this morning, dog. That's from Flip Wilson. I don't know how they're playing them. I mean, it's just one that we. I thought I heard him say some people like things. Um, it's it's not responding, and now some it people is. like other. Some things. people like things, and some people don't like other things. Yeah. <laughs> I love how it like, like fades things. off in the background. It's hundred percent. That's true. What he was talking about. Everybody likes things. <laughs> it just depends on what the things are. And so, you're talking about me. Yeah, I'm definitely. I mean, the dumbest thing ever said on the show. <laughs> I'm prone to like things. Are we back on Brown University? No, Joe. What's the dumbest thing you ever said? <laughs> what I just heard. Some people like things, and some people. First of all, you don't have a mom because <laughs> you're married, so your tough. kids that don't have. There's a great equalizer. This one. How about that? How about that as a T-shirt? That's, I might sport that as a T-shirt. That's a lot of words. It Imagine be, explaining that to people. I think it'd be funny if it started. <laughs> Imagine wearing that T-shirt, and then someone's like, "What the hell is that?" You have to explain. I'm texting Peter up right now. I think it'd be no funny if it started out in like big letters, and it kind of trailed <laughs> off in like littler letters. And then you end it with. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> No clue what I meant. It kind of just gets smaller and incoherent. Uh, Joe says he has no idea what he was talking about when he uh, uh, issued that statement. Call Ellen says, I stand corrected. Joe, thank you for your wisdom. There you go. Yeah, another shot at me. That was a shot at you? Well, she brought up wisdom, so I'm guessing that's what it was. Well, nobody has wisdom on this show or the texters, right? No, <laughs> I wouldn't think so. No. Doug, uh, you know what we do have? We have a sponsorship with Circa in Las Vegas, where Jackson is heading a week from today. How do you do? Yep. Uh, This time next week, I'll be uh, in the air. Nice. Bill, Bill, Bill. I'll be in the air heading to Las Vegas, Nevada, and heading down to Circa 
sports book where they have two major contests going on right now if you're going to be going out to vegas here pretty soon i suggest you get involved with it because they got 14 million in guaranteed prizes mm. 14 million in guaranteed prizes first up they got the circa millions with six million in guaranteed prizes it's one thousand dollars per entry with a max of five entries per person pick five teams against the spread every week the winner takes home one million dollars you must register in person at circus sportsbook in nevada but weekly picks can be made through a proxy that you'll register with from anywhere there are quarterly and season-long prizes to go along with that circa millions contest they also have the contest Cir- yeah contest they also have the circus survivor contest with eight million guaranteed to the winner or winners one thousand per entry max of ten entries per person pick one team straight up every week to win if the team loses or ties the entry is eliminated you can only pick each team once in the season go 20 and 0 or be the last person standing to win both of these contests available over at Circus Sportsbook, fourteen million in guaranteed prizes. There it is. Will you be meeting with any mole people? Yeah, good question. No, I've 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 decided definitively that I won't see a single mole person. What is oh. one thing you are going to do for certain while you are at Circus Sportsbook slash Las Vegas for what is it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, right? Yeah, uh, definitely gonna be placing some future bets. Uh, I think I really am gonna have you. Yeah. Place the Missouri over six and a half. We, we can we can arrange that faux show. Um, I love blackjack, so I'll probably play a few hands of that. Well, will you uh, do some exploring, man? I want to go see the strip. I want to go check it all out. You want to explore some holes? Oh, you know I'll never God. turn down hole explore, exploration. But you have. Oh. But Doug, alas, he has. He certainly has. Some people like things. Yeah, that is true. Like... I guess I did turn down like the last frontier. And so, last uh, is that what it's called now? Well, Should be. It's not a bad name for it. Yeah, in terms of, like, in terms slide. of, oh, yeah, right. So, uh, I guess I have turned down that hole, but I won't turn down other holes, especially Vegas holes. Um, if we were setting odds that you were to experience coitus in Las Vegas, where would you place those numbers? One percent. Wow. I go zero percent. Vegas. Wow. Well, I just don't think he's going out there to look for it. No, he's like, not. I, I, in this Vegas, you really got to want it. I'm a 25-year-old single guy in Las Vegas. Making Comped. Fe- making future bets. Right, making future bets. <laughs> There's no way to get lucky out there. <laughs> but uh, I'm not talking about, like, paying for it. Right. No, I get that. And I'm just, I'll, I'll just sandbag myself. I'm not out there. That's not what I'm out there looking to. I mean, obviously, everyone's out there looking for it. But Are you going to go to the club? Yeah. Probably for a night. Were you finna you go play some blackjack? Um, there's two questions there. Oh, sorry. Um, He's yeah, already established the blackjack thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no excess. That's the you told me about that. I don't know where that is. I mean, it's just one that's been around for a while, and it's okay. one of the more well-known ones. It in my scene. I've been it in my scene. Let me throw but this. if you want to get laid, that would certainly be a place. Let me throw yeah. this scenario out to you. So I like I, scenarios. Because I've never figured Let's it out. Let's say you go to Las Vegas and you're from Brown University. <laughs> um, and you're a card counting I've never, I've never paid for a prostitute. Now, but, and I'm saying there's nothing wrong with that. And here's my scenario. It's against the law. Well, I'm saying, why should it be? Biff well, goes out to Vegas. He goes to a strip club. He meets gentle. He's hoping something may happen. Spends $800 on dinner. I don't know how many tips he gave her. Got her into the uh, AVNs, bought her all kinds of stuff, little knickknacks and dildos and stuff. Oh. So it was probably about a $2,500 investment by Biff to get nothing. What's the difference between that, hoping you're going to get laid, and just going to spend a couple hundred dollars and getting laid? The sex. Doug? The sex is the difference. All right, let's just say Biff did get laid. He forked out $2,500 for the stripper, and he got lucky and got laid. Well, What's the difference between that and spending $200 to just go do it and you're done in 30 minutes? A lot of men spend a lot of money on women on a date and that's, get lucky at the end of it. That's my question. What's the difference? Uh, one's much more transactional. One you could hide under the guise of romance. Well, can't you say I really like this hooker? Hook it up. <laughs> Cost me 200 bucks, but I really liked her. I could probably follow that that her. Is that all? Didn't that happen to you in Orlando? No. Yeah, didn't you did. have to have Jay pay? <laughs> no, I was drunk. You did, uh, yeah, well, you, everyone was drunk. You got swindled That's by how a all stripper. Of it but if I'd have had a prostitute, I wouldn't have had to worry about paying for all these lap dances. I could have just went to the bed, bang, see ya. So thank why you. didn't you do it? Because I don't, I'm not industry, I'm not into hookers. No, but, but if you're but, into strippers, but if some, if some who will lonely, take your money and go back home with you. If some lonely guy can't get laid and he wants to pay some girl to do it, 
I don't understand the problem there. I love that, the term there. I'd love to see, like, an advertisement for a hooker and go, bed, bang, see ya. It's not like, bad. It's very concise marketing. No dinner. You forgot the part where they clean out your wallet. Tim, most 25-year-old single guys these days play Xbox and watch porn. The thought of talking to girls is a fantasy similar to completing campaign mode on Halo. Most want, a bu- most want to, but they don't have what it takes. That's from the 314. Jackson, what do you think about that assessment? Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I play video games, but it doesn't mean I can't get laid. Oh. Yeah, I think, I think guys. I think guys back then were much more awkward than they are it's now. It's just people generalize. They're like, "Oh, this generation." Like, it's like, "Come on, you can't paint with that wire brush." I, I, that is trust me. Brush. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, like, I, I do fine for myself. Thank you very much. Oh, oh, wow, look oh, at I'm this. just being honest. Rick. Like, hello, Rick. Like everyone <laughs> wants to like sandbag. Like, yeah, I don't think I'm going when I go out there for like 36, 40. Or Let me be very hours. direct. Are you a man in love? No. Is that the reason why it's one percent? No. Do you have a friend of the feather? I mean, I have someone who I've uh, spent some time with, but I wouldn't say that it's anything past just like a casual relationship. If she were to engage in coitus with another gentleman, would it bother you? No. Okay, all right. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's all about Like, I just, you know, doing my thing. Oh, you poly, bro? No, no. Um, Uh Not casting (laughs) aspersions on those who are. We don't kink shame. That's right. We don't kink shame, Doug. Uh, But that's just not situation at the moment so but that's not the reason i just it's i don't like i'm only going out there for a short amount of time and i'm not really like a one night stand kind of guy not because like i'm against them it's just i don't think i have the talent is there the talent of a one night stand i've had them before but they're far and few but few and far between it's a shame our friend dennis isn't still alive we could have set him up at the bunny ranch would you I like to have gone to the bunny ranch? That? No, thank you. Not looking for that. And I also think the I would have no interest in the bunny con- ranch. God, There's no. some content for you. The uh, the text like for line. My OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> the text line is a bunch of sads Uh-oh. who hate the marriage. So Uh-oh. like the thought, of, the thought of like buying a hooker is like they're like, oh yeah, why wouldn't you? But like Jackson, who can get laid for free in St. Louis, doesn't really need to go out of his way to Vegas. Open up his wallet for three or four hundred bucks for a hooker, because there, like he gets yeah. laid, like he can get laid for, for very little to nothing because he knows people here. Wouldn't there be a lot of guilt involved also to know the girl's not into it? She's just doing it for money. If I'm getting three hundred dollars, I gotta head? tell you, I, uh. I don't necessarily feel badly about it. It just isn't hot to me. That's no. my thought process yeah, on it. Yeah, it ruins the whole thing. Yeah, for real. That really. Honestly, is it which is pathetic on my part for the record, I think. But yeah, like for whatever reason, it took me until 2012 to go, hold on, these strippers aren't really into this situation. You know, you'd like to think you'd figure that you out in your 20s. By it? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Are they instantly like, oh you? my God. Well, I was always trying to set up threesomes. Surprise, surprise. Oh. And, we, and, and listen, we ran good. Don't get me wrong. But I, I mean, I, there was one night out there, and I'm like, holy crap, I think I took out you know, a large amount of money. And I'm starting to think she might have been acting a little bit. No, not with you, Tim. Maybe it wasn't, everyone else. It wasn't everyone about else. me. It wasn't about me. No, Trust me. Her, I'm well aware of where I am. She did her I'm job. I'm well aware of where I am. Yeah, um, she was very good. No, and now, like, you. the idea of going to a strip bar, I'm like, I mean, I will, but I'm not going to even, like, whatever, just be, like, sitting there to have booze and BS with people, you know? Now, let me ask you. Say you're single. Um, and what this, school had, did you go to? This, this happened. <laughs> Doug, I'm, this case, I'm, you're at Cornell. I'm throwing a lot of scenarios out. Okay. But I'm not going to live down the brown, I guess. Um, <laughs> Let's pretend this guy went to Colgate. No. Uh, you're, a single, you're a single gentleman, say, in your early 20s. And it, this did happen. A lot, of, a lot of well-known porn stars went to work at the Bunny Ranch as a side gig. Because they could make more money in one night than... Chasey Lane. Yeah. Than doing 10 movies. Abigail Mack in her prime is at the Bunny Ranch. Dennis invites you out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you do it? <laughs> depending, uh, depending on the price. I don't know. That's a good one. I respect the question. I really do. And you kind of played footsie with me right there, yeah, too. That made it hot. That made it hotter, Doug. Somehow now I have a soft cow. Oh, you shouldn't. So I'm single, of course. That's what that was the that was the established premise. And I went to Colgate. And I went to Colgate. So I'm obviously flush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might, I might then, honestly. Yeah, I think I owe the uh, the audience the truth. I think that would be worth it if it's your favorite porn star and she's that beautiful. Yeah, like Janine in her prime, not necessarily now with the sciatica. 
Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> the back issues. Hold it. That's killing my leg. Because <laughs> yeah, that might, sciatica will run all the yeah, way down your leg. Absolutely. So, yeah, in that, in that specific case, I would. That bunny ranch just grosses me out. That's, the, yeah, that's, that's one of the core of, issues. I mean, like, if this were like in my hotel room at the Encore, yeah. you know. It looks like a whole great. house. I mean, it's got crushed red velvet shag carpeting, and it's just that. It looks like what you would think a whorehouse would look like. But hey, you would do that, right? You would pay money to go out there? If it was that scenario, it was like one of my favorites. It was Dillian. Dillian. Her, Dillian. Dillian, her prime. Dill, you had Dillian in your room. Yeah, I dropped the ball. <laughs> Maybe she would have charged me. I don't know. I don't think so. Hey Tim, spent fifty spent fifty out of guilt on a meth head a cupper deep inside Washington Park at my club called Wise Guys, so nobody else was banging her. Took her doggy so I didn't have to see those brown chompies. Oh. Did some rails off her ass too, Obvi. Different life. Thanks for covering alcohol from Bethlehem. Why would you Almighty. confess that to us? <laughs> An A cupper in Washington Park. Yeah, fifty doesn't sound oh, bad. Different life. That gives you a pass. That ah, was a different life. Yeah, at least so he kept okay. his wife out of it. Please don't equate Jackson with people who stay in their basements and play video games. This guy guy has a lot on the ball, including producing two radio shows, a podcast, and making huge contributions to all three, plus all the stuff we don't know about. That's from Ant Caller Ellen. Oh, thanks, Ellen. I appreciate you. I'm not well, really. Well, we all know that. that. Yeah, I'm not tripping about what a couple people in the text line say, but uh, I appreciate it. But every generation has had people that were socially awkward and stayed home and didn't do much, and then right. had the people that got out and socialized. That's I don't think that's unique to this generation. Yeah. How about sticking up for me, Ellen? How about saying, telling the texters, no, he's not a rotting pumpkin? Dillian had a prime? Thanks. That's from the 314. Yeah, she did. Mm. Why don't you go look it up? <clears throat> Is she still in her prime? Uh, when she gets back into working out and caring about how she looks to do, she's only doing OnlyFans now, so I guess she really doesn't care. But. Shouldn't you care how you look if that's your whole business, if that's your whole life? Yeah, but I think with the OnlyFans things, you kind of just let it go. You don't really, you're not doing any stripping, you're not going to be in front of people. You know, she has her core OnlyFans subscribers that don't care that she's put on a few pounds so she doesn't really work. Those are dedicated fans. <laughs> uh, guys, Rick and D'Angelo will spend $500 a night at a club, stare at lip and ass fillers from a distance, oh. drink watered-down gin and tonics, then go back to watch Thick Dumps 34 in the room with their oh. loves in their hands, Gosh. using their tears as lubricant. I know because it's my usual Tuesday night. That's from Shrimply Pibbles. Oh, gosh, what a comment. I do love gin and tonic. Wow, these questions are tough. Dillian's prime is prime rib. That's from the foot shoulder. Well, then you're not paying attention. Why don't you go back and look at some pictures like when she was 24. And I mean, she may have been the, the cutest girl in porn. How old is she I'm not now? talking gorgeous. I'm not talking, no. but, I mean, cute, just very cute. <laughs> How old is she now? How old is she now? How old is she now? I think I would have to, if I had a guess, I'd say 32 maybe. Yeah, so she should still be in her prime. Yeah, but I'm saying man. she's those, not... Those ladies have seen some things in that She industry. just has to, to work at it. And you saw what she looked like when she get, got here. But before she got here, a couple months before, is when people were sending those bee sting pictures. Bee sting? It looked like she got stung by a bee. One day I want to hold a panda bear. And uh, <laughs> But then she knew she was coming in to not only come on the show, but to feature for a couple nights over at the penthouse, or the hustler. So she, I guess she got back. Oh, is that why she was in town? Was she featuring while she yeah, was in town? Me and Biff went over there. And she was just hanging out on your patio? Wouldn't she have been well, at the club? Well, she came to our... That was a Thursday night. It was a TMA Live. Oh, and she wasn't featured until the next night? Okay. And she featured Friday and yeah, Saturday. she was just like a normal... I mean, totally normal, calm, yeah. down-to-earth human being. I mean, I'm personally not my thing, but, you know, I'm cer certain I'm not hers. Ellen is the biggest white knight ever. Jackson can cry over Killian Murphy for all I care. That's from Mr. Licks. Mm, I love Killian that? Murphy. Like, what does the biggest white knight mean? I, I don't know. She's I white knighting, so like she's coming to my defense when people are ragging. But yeah, like in the porn knight. industry, aren't they like the equivalent of like the NFL running back, like their prime is like <laughs> twenty two. They get injured real like, quickly. Yeah, like they have tagged. like that two year mm. gap, and after that, it's like milfs or you're retiring. 
And Gabby Carter yeah. looks like she's homeless and 50, and she's like 24. Just had a baby, <laughs> Doug. Uh, she, she is homeless 23 and with a brilliant golf swing. I mean, that's the biggest outlier. She, she has one of the best golf swings I've seen, and, and she happens to be, I mean, she was an adult film star. She just had a baby. But no, like friend of the program, Lisa Ann, Caden Cross, Abigail Mack, they've all been doing it for more than a decade, and they're sharp businesswomen. That's just cute as a button. Doug, there's Dillian. At like 23 right there. She's yeah. wearing a soccer jersey, too. I don't see it's STL City. Uh, KG Notown says, I'd rather go hang with the mole people than spend $500 a night at the club. That's from KG Notown. Yeah, sure. Yeah, KG doesn't drink, so like, I, oh, don't, yeah, that's I, right. I don't see us dropping 500 on uh on beverages at the club. Uh, Caller Ellen says, it's probably not a compliment, but I am going to take it as one. I don't know what that's in reference to the white night thing, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Caller Ellen. Okay. What about a nice dinner? What do you uh, What do you plan on spending? Say you go out one night for a nice dinner. Yes, absolutely. Do you guys have your eyes on a place? I know you're talking in and out, but let's talk about. A... <laughs> no, I got gotcha. you. And you're not a sushi guy, so the Kabuto thing in your in your thing. I, I I'm a I'm a sushi prospect. I just don't want to drop a big amount of uh, my dollars on. Yeah, sushi. sushi's not cheap out there. You'll sushi. No matter where you go, especially <laughs> Tim's place. Right. Yeah. Nice no. place that you picked, Tim. I definitely. <laughs> well, Tim's place is better than Nobu, and Nobu. Biff dropped eight hundred bucks. I, really I don't know. I bet. I bet Nobu's more expensive, actually. But as far as the food goes, I, somehow Kabuto is in another world. I really wish but it was really... called Tim's Place. Tim Tim's Sushi Place mm-hmm. in Chinatown, <laughs> right off the Strip. It'd be so popular, right next to all the foot massage places. You know, De Niro was a big part of the start of Nobu. Like he, I did. I did. He has uh, equity in the Tribeca location, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he was like when it first came to L.A. I guess he was a big part of that. Um, either way, but Nobu's more like a scene. This place has like eight tables. Like for real, if we all were going out there in, in Madison, we're coming Plowhawk. I wouldn't like to say. I mean, I'd, I'd invite everybody, of course, but if nobody was really into it. I'd, me, Anna Marie, you, and Madison, and it'd be interesting to see if you liked it because it's it's not necessarily like rolls with rice, but it's just the flavor is unlike anything I else. Like but if you all. don't like it. I'm not, I don't give a damn if you like it or not. It's really, it's really good. But if it's not your scene, there's some incredible. Re- I mean, there's hundreds of, yeah. some of the best restaurants in the world, all within a couple miles. So you can't go wrong. And Nobu is, it's, it's inside the Hard Rock, which is if it had been somewhere off the, you know, off the Strip in a place by itself, probably more business. Oh, I don't think so. But I think the people staying there are the ones that are going there. There's one at Caesars. Hard Rock is now Virgin. Yeah. Hard Rock, um, what is it? Mirage is going to become Hard Rock. Do you know that? I didn't know that until I was out there a few months ago. Ellen Pout Pout needs a compliment. Why does Casper get all the attention? Why? Be a man, Kenneth. That's from Mr. 63011. He has that fast golf course. Well, I was just kidding, so. Yeah. But take it seriously. I think we're definitely going to do a big steakhouse kind of night. And then... Uh, I'm going to try to get some Italian in my life. Okay. Reach out to, I don't even know if he still works there because reach out. a lot of things happened during COVID where people stopped working and weren't working. But reach out to Randall at the Craft Steakhouse because he'll take care of you with some appetizers and dessert and save you some money. But <clears throat> their steaks are unbelievable. And it's a great atmosphere in there. All the big celebrities come in there. Yeah. I ate there once. I've eaten there multiple times. Yeah. But I don't know that's if he still a, works That's at MGM there. Grand. <clears throat> well, he listens to the show, so I'm sure he'll text and later on and say yes or no he doesn't work there the night i ate there he had free dotum printed on the menu yeah same with me yeah wonderful it wasn't so wonderful what it was appalling i'll tell you what's not uh appalling is ted drew's i had some last night because i brought some home when we were there on saturday doug i got the s'mores concrete you like the you like a s'mores concrete i've not had one i don't like marshmallows huge fan tim thank you really big for whatever reason that's what i was craving i had another i had a city red sitting there too but uh, I went s'mores last There's night. There's marshmallows in there. There's like I feel I feel like like marshmallows maybe like a I don't know what it would be marshmallow cream. Yeah. It's like a graham cracker. Oh, Bill. Yeah, I like the. I, and the I, chocolate. How do you do? I recently had one of the apple ones. I think it's uh, the caramel apple. How'd that treat you? Oh, oh my gosh, it's so good. So Where's I try to branch out with pond? Ted Drews. I like a, a regular Sunda, you know, just the that strawberry Sunda with a little, little caramel. I tried to make the city red the other day, and it didn't work out. Well, it's not Ted Drew's. I know, but I tried to make it in the blender, and I put in, uh, I had I had a little of a jar of maraschino cherries. So I like to put cherries on things. And uh, <laughs> and vanilla ice cream. I had no coconut. Oh, so and I, what about Dad's Scotch oatmeal cookies? I, that's the city red. I had oatmeal cookies, yeah. but they weren't scotch. They were mm. 
Skylarks or whatever they're. That city red is the bee's knees. It's Ted Drews, and they do have Sundas, Doug, you're right. Uh, but they have concretes, malts, shakes, floats, ice cream sodas. Uh, let's say you're going to watch the Cardinals get seven and a half out of the uh, wild card tonight. And Matthew Libertor show his uh, Cy Young form again. Well, great. After the game, why don't you head on over to Ted Drews on Chippewa or South Grand. It really is good, guys. And, and gals. And gals. That would be my recommendation. I also would recommend you send emails in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. JV Golf Coach with a two-goal lead on Kevin Miller, uh, who some theorize is also known as Fat Ho. Uh, I'm a girl who only likes boys, Buck Swope, Blueberry Pop Pop, Madu Bulls at Hanks, and Dodie's Golf Move, all with wins <laughs> here in the month of August as we are in the second half of August. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Uh, we saw that forecast for next Wednesday with a high of 106 degrees. It has now moved to 96 degrees, so we've lost 10 degrees That's for good. next week. That's a good Thank you. But all the highs are in the uh, 90s starting on Sunday, mid-90s for that matter. Uh, it's Design Air Heating and Cooling. You run into some rough weather and no air conditioning, go to designairservice.com and do what Doug and I do, and that is we are Design Air Heating and Cooling clients. You're work with Seth Goldcamp and his outstanding staff of service. Text designairservice.com. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Uh, all right, we have the Mungan Ass Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown coming up, and we also will have uh, your opportunity to win a couple of different uh, contests coming up as well. Plus, uh, on Balloon Party today, what do we have, uh, Jackson, at 10 o'clock? Wide Birth Wednesday, of oh, course. Oh, no, Wide Birth uh, Wednesday. That means you got nothing, right? Uh, deep Dive Requests, and then we'll have a uh, Little Pill Sports Business Newsletter. Oh, I like the Sports Business Newsletter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot going on right now in sports business and not much going on in day-to-day uh, -day sports. So, big picture what topics. Is the, what is the biggest local sports story at the moment, for real? Like, 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 I mean, you can say, well, the Cardinals are playing, but we know that the interest isn't there. Boy, I'll tell you, the ballpark is empty. Yeah, it might be Wainwright's struggles. That might be it as far as, like, a talk, a conversation yeah. goes. I'm anxious to see what happens as far as real interest, not soccer fan interest, but real interest in the city if... In and by the city, I mean in the metropolitan area, in city, i.e. doggies, if they are hosting a playoff game in October, because that is, at the moment, likely. They do have a tough stretch here, but uh, at the moment, likely. And by the way, this is kind of a brief aside. What? But you have to have been paying attention to MLS to know that Miami was the worst team. And they were here the week before Messi joined them, if memory serves. And now they're in the League's Cup final. <laughs> he scored every game he's been here. They, they, they won last night in Philadelphia. That's where Taylor Twelman was when he was on with us yesterday. And now they're in the final of the League's Cup. Now, some teams treated it, you know, and took it seriously, and some teams, like City, did not. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what a what an impact he's had and what that could lead to for MLS if uh, it continues to have impact on worldwide stars seeing the opportunity in MLS and perhaps expedite the growth yeah, in hope. the United States. You know yeah. what I mean? His goal last night was gorgeous. I mean, that was unbelievable. And it was so, he's, like, just trying things at this point. Like, he is toying with defenders. But what are I, – I don't play a lot of soccer, have not. So in terms of the distance from where he was at and the goal, what are the, what are the goalies doing? Well, I mean, they're covering It wasn't a lot like of... a skyrocket, you know, fastball in the upper corner. It was – it almost kind of just looked like it had a couple bounces on the ground. The fact that a goalie can't, what, cover 10 yards maybe from where he was standing? Well, he's no, it, super his goal far out, so he's up. And they're also like the 12th defender. Like they're the 12th man. Like they have to also kind of play defense and sweep. They call it the defense. The goalie is a sweeper. And so they got to also kind of play defense. It's good for the MLS in terms of money and value and having Messi succeed, but it also really shows you how bad the competition is too and so i think it, it, it goes both ways for the mlx i think if you add a, a couple more guys like this 
you're just you're not going to really have a league. You're going to have high school versus D1 college athletes. It's going to kind of what it's going to look like. So I, I think, think that talent loves having they, they love it and the money flowing in. But look at the talent disparity. It it's kind of embarrassing to watch. At least when you're watching all D2, D3 guys against each other, that's you need know, kind of see that they're all the same skill. But when you you have one superstar in there, it makes everybody look like they're slow. Just I'm not saying the tanking, but I don't know how a goalie doesn't stop that that shot. Guys, Messi legitimately has not played against such poor competition since he was 13 or yep. 14 playing yeah, it. Doug, what do you say, La Masia? Yeah, La Masia? that's what I say. Yeah. It's from Tervis Parish. Well, MLS he's not wrong. I mean, but Messi's MLS also... MLS is the XFL. Thanks, that's from the total package. Yeah, I... in comparison to Europe, absolutely. Maybe worse. Saudi Arabia's got momentum... Yeah. They got going too. I think that's what you have to do is spend money, and I think the MLS is going to be in that spot. Well, they're paying. Uh, oh, they're Neymar. paying. Yeah, they just paid Neymar. Ronaldo. There are, there are superstars in every sport. I mean, when Gretzky came along, I mean, he just completely trashed the records that had been in the book. They're still thrilled to have him there. Yeah, but that, this is like Gretzky going to like a beer league, like in Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know that it's no, quite it that is, bad. It, it, dog, it absolutely is. Not and it, it, far it, off. A beer and league in Wentzville? It's it's really, and, and I watched a little bit of that because I do have the Apple TV, which I'm excited about. So I've watched a couple of messy games and seen the highlights, and it's just man amongst boys. Well, he's I guess as he should be the greatest, the, best, player. the greatest player of all time. I guess he's it. right up there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Arsenal played against the MLS All Stars and smoked them. Arsenal smoked them. Like it's a different. It's a, and that's primarily that's not even La Liga, so it's a whole different ball. Game. Guys, soccer guy is about to be activated by this discussion. We are nearing the yeah. fall time crossroads of Bourbon guy and soccer guy, oh, no. aka the crossroads of hell. That's from Alan. He's in Dade. I'm looking to have an open discussion, but I don't see any reason how I'm wrong. The MLS is definitely. It's never going to be any sort of league that people are going to go, wow, there is talent across the board. It's just not, it just isn't, it's, there's too many other options with three, four times the money somewhere else. That's just what's going to happen. That's like saying arena football could pop up 20 years prior to m- compete with the NFL. It just, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Well, so what do you think? There's a capped ceiling on MLS success in the United States? Is that yeah, what your and I think is? a lot of the money, obviously coming from Messi, but before that, a lot of the, most of the money they were making were coming from expansion fees yeah. you know they got that apple tv deal which i does start up you know that that does give it some some weight and merit but for the most part that league the last 10 or 15 years is expansion fees is what has fueled player salaries and you know stadium builds and all that sort of thing it's not money coming in and flowing in from viewers and apparel it's you know oh, we got two more teams they're gonna pay 100 million or 75 million we're going to disperse that throughout the teams, and that's how you kind of make your, your nut. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing, but that's how they've been successful. Well, you don't necessarily so have to be the best players for people to find <laughs> entertainment in it. College football is not the best players. Oh, 100%. And, and still, it's wildly entertaining. And the atmosphere at MLS is very good. Like what they're doing with, you know, the chants and all that, that that's right up there. Everybody's standing have a good time. So it looks good on TV, and it, it's fun in person, too. I'm sure. Hey, dumbass virgin! Oh, you seriously didn't just say La Liga is better than the Premier League, did you? It's from the 3 and 4 Let me tell you something. Soccer Twitter, it's up there with NBA Twitter for toxicity. Like, yeah. uh, everyone just calls every country's league a farmer's league. Like, mm-hmm. it is brutal. My point is, like, when Messi in his prime was in La Liga, when there was Ronaldo on Madrid and his teams with Pep at Barcelona, yes, they were better than the Premier League. Well, you better not say anything to upset the second Bundesliga guy. Oh, yeah, that, that, those guys go off. I just, the MLS is fine, but I don't think it's ever going to make its home in the Well, if more and more America. superstars come to the league, you have the World Cup coming in 2026, and that was the time for America to but, truly but, embrace soccer. But they set themselves up to fail at that messy deal, man. How? Like, they've teams are subscriptions. Ba- well, teams are going to basically have to just, they're going to be held hostage by these superstar players. Messi is basically getting money from every team, a huge portion of the Apple TV deal. So if you want an Mbappe or somebody else to come, you're giving that person the same deal. And eventually you got all these chunks coming out of your revenue for superstar players. And then what are, what the league left with? So, yeah, the players can make a ton of money off of it. But those deals that Messi did, if you do five or six or seven more of those, there's no, where's the money going to be? You think you're going to get that much viewership and apparel sales to – counter five six percent of the 
you know, the value of the MLS going to one player, two player, three player, four player? The MLS has proven that it doesn't have to be the best of the best to fill stadiums, get ratings, and be successful. MLS fans aren't stupid. They know the product is better in a dozen other leagues, but the fans are passionate about their home teams. That's from Kevin's brother Jack and Doug, his last name is Demo. That's true, yeah. too. Yeah, like if the fans are in it. But I'm just saying long-term money, I, I don't think you can bring a bunch of Messies over here because it would just be them owning the league and teams would just be, you know, kind of breaking even just watching the superstar make 90% of the money. Plowsy staring into the camera as he gives a take about pulling chunks out of the MLS behind (laughs) is how you know he is a talented man. That's from Uncle Cuck. I like the camera angle better than, like, the facing the computer. But, yeah, when I'm looking at Doug, I'm, like, staring deep into the eyes of the YouTube viewers. Well, he's not wearing a hat today, so I can understand Doug looks great. Yeah. Flat out looks great. I like the way you look, boy. God, he looks can, so can good. Can you see any? Uh, yeah, yeah, like, dude, it's actually coming in. How's it, can, you, can you feel it? Can you feel I it? I feel a little fuzz up there, yeah. Nice. feel a little fuzz You look up good, there. man. It, it does take a while. Was it, it about takes, six weeks? It's been about six, yeah. They say it takes three months before you really see much. So I'm still, you know, yeah, I can see the peach there. fuzz. There's I forgot to wear a hat today, too. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. We don't got that lid like Doug. Doug, you look great. This fuzz is brought to you by St. Louis Hair Restoration. That is. Sponsored. Yeah, Dr. Polenga did this. I had the FUE procedure where you go in and they shave the sides and back mm. of your hair, and then they take the uh, the grafts from there and transplant it wherever you need it. And uh, the whole process for me was completely painless. You know, it takes a, a couple of weeks for the hair to grow back out, so you put on a baseball hat. It protects the new uh, transplanted areas that you have. Uh, the whole process, pretty pleasant. I sat there and watched TV while it was going on. Nice. So if it's, your baldness is something that's, uh, bothering you, do something about it. There's a permanent solution out there, and they have them at St. Louis Hair Restoration. They're, it's not always transplant. They have other ways to do it, too. And Jackson is having one of those right now, aren't you, Jackson? Absolutely. Took my finasteride this morning. First thing I do when I wake up, super Oops. easy to do. Helps uh, stop or at least curb some of the hair loss. And then I wear this little laser cap at night, uh, six minutes a night, super easy. Watching whatever, reading, doesn't matter. You just put it on, you forget it's there. Six minutes later, you take it off, and that helps strengthen the regrowth. And if both those things are working after about a year or so, showing some good signs of progress, maybe I'll be an FUE candidate just like Doug. But either way, I got a consultation from St. Louis Hair Restoration. Love what they do. They're great people. They're both patients themselves, both Greg and Dr. Poinga, and that's why I trust them. That's why you should trust them. Go check out St. Louis Hair Restoration, stlouishairrestoration.com. There you go. Check it out. And check out Glenn Betts Jewelers at I-270 and Manchester in De Pair. That's Glenn Betts and the Betts family. They will take care of you if you're in the market for jewelry. Glenn Betts Jewelers. Glenn Betts Jewelers. Dot com located in De Pere, off Manchester. You can just park right behind the building. Plenty of parking available. And now you are interacting with the official jeweler of TMA, and that's Glenn Betts Jewelers. We always say support the sponsors. Well, here is a sponsor who uh, we all know. Actually, everybody on the dais has uh, known the Betts family. And I bought jewelry way. there. You have bought jewelry there. Many times. Yeah, me there too. Uh, GlennBettsJewelers.com. In the jewelry business, there is good, there is better. And then there is Betts. The Betts family passion for serving their customers has been passed down from generation to generation. Send your emails in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today. It comes your way at 945. And then Jackson and I will have a wide berth Wednesday on 101 ESPN. So you can email me with your request for a deep dive on 101 ESPN. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. You are listening to the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the McLeod Ultra Studios.